0: What if it is Najee Harris that the Steelers really want? And when I say really want, I mean really want. What if that's the case? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Right where you found this. More reports. Yesterday, Eh, reports might not be the right word. Some are reports, some are analyses, some are mock drafts, uh, some are a combination thereof. Let's just say that there's more momentum shifting, collecting at the idea that the Steelers want to draft Najee Harris, the big talented running back out of Alabama. If that's true, A, the Steelers would be nuts to let on about that. Right? <laughs> and there's The Dolphins aren't the only team ahead of them that might be interested in a guy. And B, go get him. Do what you got to do. The one thing I really, really don't buy and never have as it relates to the NFL draft is this idea that you don't ever take a running back in the first round. You don't take a running back in the first round. Uh, And it was bolstered, obviously, by the Steelers successfully waiting to the second round to get Le'Veon Bell when everyone here, and I was on this train as well, wanted Eddie Lacy. Steelers wait till the second round. They make everybody, including the Packers, look dumb. And the concept just perpetuates. Don't take a running back in the first round. This is different. This this is about as clear a setting of the stage as you will see for a first-round pick. Think of it that way. Think of it from the standpoint... That the Steelers didn't even make an offer to James Conner to stay in any capacity. Conner took one year and $1.75 million from the Cardinals. That's it. The Steelers could have afforded that. Had the Steelers offered it, I guarantee you Conner would have taken it. But they didn't make any offer. By all accounts, not a thing. Go get him, James. Why? They wanted a clean, fresh start, and they know that someone else is coming. And they know it's going to be someone who's an upgrade over what Connor would have brought them, even if healthy. Hmm. What is it that they know? They also didn't add any other running backs from the outside. Kalen Balaj came. I I don't even necessarily count that. I think that's a case of looking for somebody to take Jalen Samuels' spot in the running back room. There's nothing there. Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland. I'm I'm through even thinking about Snell, and McFarland's got a lot to prove. So everything, everything points to that one position even at center where there's you know additional rumblings that the Steelers are still looking at center and they might end up doing that in the second round possibly even in the first even at center they went and got B.J. Finney and they re-signed just as a backup J.C. Hasnauer they have two centers they don't have one running back that's because they know they know what's coming And it's going to happen in the first round. Here's the concern that I have within that. But first, this portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly, and George. That's L-G-K-G. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region. That's their thing. When they tell you they're going to do something, they do it. They've been doing that in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888 842 Five four five four. 4 The concern that I have within this dynamic is that the Steelers might be okay with drafting a running back in the first round if it's player X. And then if they don't get player X, they wait, they wait, and they see whatever player Y or Z happens to fall to them in the second round. Can you see that? That, That's kind of where I am right now in in looking at these scenarios because to me, based on all accounts, including another that just emerged yesterday from profootballnetwork.com, that the Steelers are really in on Najee Harris, the Alabama back. You know, and good for them. That that looks like a tremendous football player, uh, a tremendous fit in all ways. But if you want this guy, you, you might have to go get him. You might have to have more, not less, of an aggressive mindset toward getting your running back of choice. You're going to have to canvas all twenty-three picks ahead of you. you and see which of those teams are most likely to take Harris away from you. Uh, lots of talk about the Dolphins being in that in that boat, and and I can see that. But if you are the Steelers and you see Harris as being head and shoulders above Travis Etienne or Javante Williams then you've got to make that move. I know those moves hurt. No one likes them. They're expensive. Look at what the Steelers had to pay to move up to get Devin Bush at number 10 overall. It's not cheap. Everyone talks about what it costs to move way, way up in the draft, meaning top five. You know, that, Those are the teams that are pursuing a franchise quarterback. But it costs a lot. Just to move up a handful of spots, just to leapfrog Miami, for example, is going to cost you a couple of picks later in the draft, or one other high one, and that's tough. That's tough, because the Steelers' needs aren't singular, as I think we would all agree the 2021 draft is going to need to produce, no exaggeration, three players who start right away. Can we agree on that? This isn't impossible. I mean, even guys who who weren't great have done that. I, I think back to the class of uh, Javon Hargrave, Sean Davis, and Artie Burns. Not in that order, obviously. All three of them started, boom, just like that. Now, Artie and and Sean didn't pan out as well as Hargrave did, but the point is that they were able to go on the field and make an immediate impact. That's obviously not the only group. It's just the first one that comes to mind. You're going to need that from this class. 2021 can't in any way, shape, or form be ignored. With Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, possibly his last season. But you got to get this player. You got to get this player that you want. You got to get this guy because the worst case scenario here, the worst case scenario is that, again, presuming that Harris is the guy, that Harris gets grabbed. Right before you, or somewhere in that range, and you just don't feel anywhere near as strongly about the other two backs. And you say, You know what? We can't force a first round running back here. We can't do it. And then you take one of these offensive tackles, and even if you really, really like this tackle, you end up giving yourself a player that you really. Candidly, can't use much. In twenty twenty one, he's not. Whoever this is is not going to walk in there and beat out Zach Banner or Chuksekor for. Not after the camp those guys had last year. Never mind Chuk's actually starting all seventeen games this past season, including playoffs. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. That player's he'll get on the field, but not much. It's going to be a year long learning process. Even if you love. This guy's potential, and I'll say it again, the offensive tackles run really, really deep. You can't do that. And then, you're, and then you get to the second round, and you're holding your breath, hoping that Etienne or Williams, who you didn't like nearly as much as the other guy, fall that far, and I don't know that they will. I haven't seen many places at all that have them falling that far. It does happen with running backs, but I don't know that it will. And then what? And then what? you going to go out and sign Shady McCoy or something? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Identify your player. Navigate the landscape. Go get that player. Go get that running back. When we come back, just one question. Back time for just one question. This one comes from TWM. Who asks, with this apparently being Ben's final year, do the Steelers modify their draft approach to focus on guys who can contribute this year or do they focus on what's best for the team longer term? Well, if you mean if you mean that you would prefer to take players who look more game ready, right now than project guys, that would fly so far in the face of the way the Steelers have drafted for a long time now that I, I, I don't see it happening. And remember that when we're talking about guys starting, we're realistically here talking about the top three picks. We're talking about their top three picks. So do you draft – let's just say that the – to eliminate the headache from this conversation, let's just say that the first rounder is the running back. I don't think you're going to see them look to the second round and say – Man, we got to have somebody here who can come in and help Ben right away. I really think you're just going to see best available talent, and that's probably going to be an offensive tackle. It might be a center, but the center class in this draft is not great. The possibilities to convert one of these offensive tackles to center is less than great. So you're talking about bringing in somebody who would be basically depth would be a, a, an insurance policy. Now, if this was 2020 and and Zach Banner goes down the way he did in East Rutherford in the very first game, you're really glad you have that that option. But that wouldn't be done from the standpoint of let's, you know, let's do this or do that for Ben. You have to have it in your in your head, what's needed, and the fact that you have him. But to me, that involves principally getting the best running back that you can out of the class. I do feel that the Steelers' needs on offense are going to trump whatever there is on the other side of the football. And that's one of the things that at least bringing back Vince Williams and bringing back Tyson Alulu can kind of settle everyone's nerves on, oh no, oh no, the, the defense is this and defense is that. And the defense still needs pieces, the defense still needs reinforcement. I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, some younger blood on the defensive line, even if it takes a year or two to get them up to speed. You got to start bringing some of these people in. But in this case, the need to help Ben and the need to add to the offense, they just dovetail. They're just in perfect harmony. you know. So I do think it wouldn't be surprising in the slightest to see the first three picks that the Steelers make all be on the offensive side of the ball. In fact, there's, honestly, there's a part of me that will be a little bit disappointed if that isn't the case because we never even talk about tight end. But you know, look at that position as well. Good question. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And thanks to everybody for listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.